Today's episode of Good Morning is brought to you by the new Kojo Studios original, A Beginner's Guide to Grief. A dark comedy series created by Anna Lindner, it dives headfirst into the chaotic and nauseating fun park that is grief, exploring the outdated and disconnected structures around death and dying. Whether you're grieving or supporting someone who is, it's a must watch. And you can stream A Beginner's Guide to Grief in Australia on SBS On Demand now. listening to Good Morning, the podcast talking all things grief with honesty and humour. Welcome back to the Good Morning podcast. If you are new around here, we are your hosts, Sal and Im, and you are listening to our new segment called Grievers Anonymous, where you guys can call our hotline to share your griefy confessions, questions, or even just a message of solidarity with other members of the community. If you want to be involved in each episode, we share three anonymous messages. Our hotline is open 24-7. It's a free messaging service, so it doesn't cost you a cent, and it can be found in the show notes as well as the link in our bio on Instagram. And before we dive in, guys, it's just really important for us to flag up front that we are not medical professionals and the advice and responses that we share throughout this episode are based on our own experiences and insights from the work that we do through Good Morning. So if you are struggling, we highly recommend that you seek professional help. It's something that's helped us very much in our grief and we highly recommend it. Defo. So for today's episode, we actually had a few people call in about some similar themes. So they were societal expectations of grief, lack of support, and just the overall lack of acknowledgement in the world of how huge grief is. So we wanted to dedicate this episode to those issues and really delve deep into the nitty gritty of them. So let's take a listen to our first caller today. Hi guys. Tomorrow will be two years since I lost my beautiful mum. In many ways, it feels harder than last year. I think the main difference for me is that the the shock and the adrenaline of just trying to get through the milestones is worn off. And I just feel this great, great loss and just wish my mum was here. Um, the week I lost my mum was really harrowing and I still sometimes get flashes of that. And I woke up this morning and I thought, you know, my mum is now a memory to me. And some days I'm so stressed or I'm sad and I can't remember her properly. And it's, it's scary that each year the memory of her will fade. And I have photos, I have videos, not many, but it's, it's still not the same as her being here. I guess I'm also frustrated with society's expectation of where I should be at. So not many people actually check in or mark it as a time to check in. Um, People get on with their lives and I guess the saying time heals wounds is a thing. Um, And in many ways it feels a little bit easier so I don't wake up every morning with this harrowing, horrific realization she's not here Um, but then this week it's made a surprise comeback where I'm experiencing it once a day (laughs) which is great Um, but yeah I I think um, 
I just think it's something to do with discomfort. And I remember Hannah Gadsby saying something, I think it might have been in the net, where she was explaining that comedians aim to make the, the audience feel um, a certain level of discomfort because and because people don't like to feel that. And then at the end of kind of a little spiel, they then bring that comfort back and round up the story and give people that sense of relief. And that's when the punchline comes. And I feel like grief doesn't give people that. And people don't want to be around sad people and deal with that heaviness. And I don't want to be around myself sometimes. But I think that... Um, for me, I'm really feeling that loss um, and that support from the world around me to realise how in pain I am after two years and to have that acknowledged. And I know this grief community understands it and I didn't understand it before it happened to me, but I, yeah, it's it's hard to get through with um, knowing that's what where people are at around me anyway that's my confessional for today I just wish I could hear my mum's laugh once again um, touch her she had beautiful soft skin and um, yeah just chat to her and hang out thanks for listening firstly we are sending you loads of love around this big anniversary I I really feel you on the stress of not remembering them properly it is a real stress isn't it and I think as time goes by it can be a real sort of worry and anxiety that that we have and milestones they can have a huge weight to them and especially in lead up and you know sometimes they can even catch you off guard I know I had my birthday you know a few months ago and I thought I was doing okay and then whoosh you know it just absolutely caught me off guard and I think you know, like this listener saying, like the anticipation of the day is almost harder than the day itself. So we're sending you loads of love. And, you know, it's something, this is something actually that we talk a lot about, isn't it, Im? You know, the shock wearing off and the second year being very real and very painful. Yes, it is. And it's one of the big misconceptions of grief that we've shared on the pod before in our myths and, misconce- myths and misconceptions <laughs> episode, actually. Um, I just want to say as well, we are so sorry to hear that you're going through this. You're absolutely not alone in this. And, you know, like Sal said, like that stress of not remembering them, like it's real. And it's like, how can you just be a photo? How can you just be a video on my phone? Like it's so fucking painful. So Mm. we just want to know, we just want to let you know that you're not alone in that feeling. We very, very much can relate to you. Um, but yeah, back on the the myths and misconceptions, I think society has this really unrealistic expectation that the first year of loss is the hardest. But I think in actual fact, like as this caller said, like the adrenaline and the shock almost gets you through the entire first year without the finality and even the reality of it sinking in. And that's something that you and I both experience, isn't it, Sal? Definitely. And it's something that we talk to Megan Devine about in our interview with her as well about the shock. And like, Mm. you know, I think also there's a heaviness to the second year that isn't discussed enough. And 
um, you know, I know you felt it in that deep longing, the ache of almost wanting to like feel your mum around and hear yes. her laugh and just hang out, you know. Oh, just hang out. Like we just want to hang out. Like I, I was totally having like those feelings on the weekend like I just want to like you just want to call them you want to share whatever tv show you're watching or what book you're reading like you just mm. want to hang out and I think that's just it hurts and it's so hard and we took we took that shit for granted when they were alive it's just it's so unfair yeah and you know I I still feel it I'm in the third year now and it's still really mm. hard and you know like you said photos and you know photos and videos they just aren't the same and no. I think the thought like we mentioned earlier, the thought of them being just a memory is really painful and hard to wrap your head around. Yeah. And I just want to highlight as well, this caller mentioned time heals all wounds, but I really want to acknowledge that I don't think that cliche can be applied to grief. And I think that is what people who haven't experienced loss have a hard time grasping. Like we will always have a scar from this, from our loss. Like it will always hurt. And yes, I think over time that rawness and and the shock will soften, but the pain will still very much be there. And, you know, we're still living it every day. Mm, You know, back to our conversation with Megan Devine, she said like, I think you said to her, oh, it's been two years since my, or two and a half years since my mum died. Yeah, I think, I think that was about because I hadn't been able to face going through her things yet. Like Mm. I was like, it's been two years, you know, I can't, I still can't fucking do it. You know, it's still too hard. I think that was where, yeah. And she said two years are still so fresh. So I think it's that it's, I think we can forget ourselves. It can be really Mm. difficult when the world around us keeps spinning and, you know, society's run out of the sympathy dollars, so to speak we feel like we should be in a certain place. And I think it's just allowing yourself to not feel okay. Like two years is still so fresh. Yeah. It, it is hard. You know, the milestones, especially. Um, I've, I found like when Megan Devine said that, like it was so validating and refreshing to hear. I'm like, actually, yeah. You know, two years is not long when you've, you know, this person you've known your entire life mm. isn't here anymore. Like the grand scheme of things, two years is nothing. But and um, I th- yeah, I think this listener, you know, is saying like it's it's two years for her and her and and the pain she's still in isn't being acknowledged. And I think hopefully this is a space where you, you can feel seen and heard. And it is hard when society doesn't acknowledge your loss and your grief. And we are like, people expect us to be over it or to have moved on. And I would say if you can find, you know, grief support, whether that's like a grief support group locally, maybe it's online, hopefully our podcast and our our online community makes you feel seen and heard as well. Um, I think having those connections with other people that are going through loss is really important, but I just want you to know, like, if you're you're still in pain that is absolutely okay if you're still feeling that way and I know it's hard when people kind of it's like people just don't acknowledge it they don't know what to say Um, but I think yeah having that support from others sort of in the grief community can be really beneficial here community is everything when we're grieving Um, but let's jump into our next caller as it really ties into this conversation and then yeah we'll come back to this Hey loves, Um, I am so grateful for 
the work that you two are putting out into the world and the way that you are making grief accessible. Um, I lost my sister two years ago and I just lost my dad two months ago. So I am very much being hit with the realization that our world does not understand grief. Our world does not understand the massive transition that grief is and the need for community and a safe haven and a place to really unfurl and unwind and let our grief be tended and cared for. Um, so my question for you two is how, how can we honor the massive initiation that grief is in our lives? How can we really honor the transition that we have just stepped into as grievers? What can we do as a culture, as a community of grievers, as grievers ourselves to really recognize and value the depth of this experience in our lives? Yeah, I know that's a big question. It's a deep question. It's a cultural question. Um, but I'm really sitting with it right now because I find myself quite discouraged or sad or just hurt that there is not as much recognition uh, for grief in our world. Okay. Sending you both so much love. Thank you again. Take care. I love the way that this caller has described it as an initiation because that's exactly what it feels like, isn't it, Sal? Like it yes. is like a big grief initiation. I haven't heard that before, but I think it's bang on. And although an initiation into this new world like it is like an initiation into this new world, but without any guidance or manual on how the fuck to cope or what is even happening to our mind and our body. Like I feel like every facet of your being is impacted by loss. And we, we like literally couldn't believe when our mums died, how little the world understood grief and how little it's even discussed. And as you said, it's such a massive transition and one that can be incredibly complex and take a very, very long time to process. Definitely. And, you know, it's one of the biggest driving forces behind why we started Good Morning and why we do what we do. You know, when we go through a loss, we realize like, oh, okay, this happens to everyone, yet we're not prepared. Society doesn't talk about it. And I think you do feel really like we felt really isolated and and untethered, didn't we? And that there wasn't really a, a safe haven where we could go and feel seen and supported. And I think there's that expect that unspoken expectation as well. 
um, kind of like the other, you know, the other caller as well. This kind of ties back to that, that we should yeah. be back to normal shortly after the funeral. And it's just unrealistic. And there are so many, like, there are so many contributing factors to, as to why we feel unsupported in our grief as grievers. But I think that expectation could be a really big one. Yeah, I think this is why we wanted to tie these three callers today together because they all, yeah, like, as you said, start, like have a very similar theme to them about, you know, lack of acknowledgement, lack of understanding, like, all, you know, all of that with this huge transition of grief in our lives. So mm. just coming back to your question, which is a big, big question, <laughs> how can we honour our grief? What can we do as a culture to recognise the depth of this experience in our lives? It is, it, it is, it's, a very very million dollar question (laughs) but we are going to do our fucking best at answering this for you um but I think before we before we go into it a big reason why western society don't know how to hold space for grief is because we are taught to fear death rather than accepting that death is a part of life. And I think this leaves us kind of unable to even deal or cope with death when it touches our lives or the lives of people around us. Like it's just this big thing. We're like, not, not for me. I'm not fucking facing this. It's too hard. Like we're so fearful of death. And I think we could really take a look at other cultures here and take a leaf out of their book. You know, there are other societies that don't view death as the end for starters, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they don't necessarily fear it in the same way Western society does. So they view, you know, that so- some societies like view death as an extension of life and, you know, a change in existence, which the soul passes through to another realm. And, you know, they do this through all sorts of different rituals and practices, which again, as this, as a society, we're not very good at rituals or practices or kind of all of those things. But I think that is one of the major problems here Mm -hmm. is we're so fucking afraid of dying and of death and that death is the end. Okay, let's pause for a minute to talk about today's sponsor, the new SBS series, A Beginner's Guide to Grief, which is a darkly hilarious show written and performed by Anna Lindner. I am so bloody excited about this series, Sal. And guys, it's based on Anna's personal story and leans into the terrifyingly messy but sometimes transformative experience that is grief. Yes, it's absolutely bloody brilliant. And what I loved about A Beginner's Guide to Grief is that it provides a new and much needed conversation, outlook and approach to death and dying, but also with a sprinkle of humour. A little bit like this pod, hey, Im? It is. And, you know, this show also highlights how quickly the good intentions of others can, you know, sometimes devalue and diminish your personal grief journey. And that is something that many of us can no doubt relate to. Definitely. I know I certainly can. And A Beginner's Guide to Grief is designed to send the message that grief is a truly your own journey and something to embrace without apology and even lean into courageously. Amen to that. Guys, this series will also make you laugh in the uncomfortably dark moments and it invites you to ask the question, what if people started giving themselves permission to experience moments of joy within the discomfort of their grief? I think we can all learn a thing or two from this must-watch show. So whether you're grieving or you're supporting someone who is, we highly recommend tuning into A Beginner's Guide to Grief, which you can stream in Australia now on SBS On Demand. 
And um, we actually spoke about this in depth with Mary Huang, who is mm. a psychologist um, and founder of the Indigo Project. We So she's one of our previous podcast guests. And we talked about exactly that. So I think if you're interested in this question, definitely listen to that episode as well, because she has some really good insights around that. But I think, you know, spiritual practices, whatever that means to you, you know, and also believing in life after death, they can be viewed still as sort of woo-woo in our society. Mm. But I know that, and everyone is different, but it has helped us both, hasn't it, in our grief, having sort of that sense of, of continuing that connection in a, in a spiritual sense. And spirituality can mean different things to different people, but um, something we've explored a lot on the pod um, is life after death. And it's something that we spoke about Dr. Bruce Grayson with, who studied near-death experiences. Well, he has studied them for over 50 years, actually. And he's kind of one of the world leading experts on the topic. And, you know, he came from a scientific background, didn't he, Im? And mm -hmm. he came from a very sort of rational, logical place. He's been studying it for a long time. And he's come to the conclusion that there are some things that we'll never know the answer to. Um, like what happens when we die. But through his studies, he knows that, that he says he knows that death is something we shouldn't be afraid of. And I think that was very comforting to view that through that Western society lens of like, we should be afraid of this, you know? Yes, definitely. And that brought us a lot of comfort, didn't it? And a lot of our yeah. listeners comfort. And like, would you have told like yourself <laughs> 10 years ago, imagine if someone told you that you were going to be, you know, we had a podcast where we explored like, life after death and what happens when we die and things like that and I would be like sorry what me <laughs> like you know we were quite skeptical back then too I guess we just never felt like we needed to explore these things or you know we never needed them but I think it has been so comforting for us and so healing in our grief to kind of accept that there is more after we die that this that death isn't the end and I think it's definitely helped take some of the fear that I had I know I had so much fear around death and dying um and it's helped it's helped me mm. like certainly and uh, it's just such a big this <laughs> is such a big like such a big topic but coming back to your question so for us to get to a place where we feel like our grief is acknowledged and honored I think society needs to embrace death as a part of life, which is huge. And how do we change this? I don't know. But I think like, you know, one conversation at a time is a good start. Like having these discussions, you know, is important. So even teaching our children that it's okay to talk about death and not treat it as some big secret, which I know, you know, older generations have done. Mm -hmm. You know, I think we need to normalize talking about grief and the realities of it and also how important it is to celebrate the person who died. I think all of those things are so important. You know, it's important to say their name and still talk about them and embrace your own rituals and practices. And, you know, when you have an opportunity to educate someone on grief, do that as well. I think, you know, us us grievers we we do really need to help the people around us to understand I think mm. that's a big part of changing the cultural narrative and maybe that's through just having a conversation with someone or through writing or through doing a podcast like us just you know raise or raising an aware awareness through Instagram like a lot of you do and a lot of the wonderful grief accounts are doing or have those have, awkward conversations yeah <laughs> yeah and you know the yeah. next time someone throws an unhelpful platitude your way like 
instead of going inwards and just taking it on the chin, maybe help them to understand and explain how unhelpful it is to say those things. And, you know, I think it's just this again, million dollar question here. Like there's so many layers to this one, (laughs) but I think it starts with letting people know that we don't need fixing. What we need to do is for our grief to be seen and validated. And it's, it's, it's having those open and honest conversations um, and finding a way that works for you to keep that connection alive. I would say. Yes, definitely. Um, Just, yeah. Keep having those conversations guys. And also community, you know, when you're feeling like no one, is understanding you or supporting you, you know, years into your grief. Like this is why we need community. Like Mm -hmm. we need to rally around and just remind each other that we're not alone because we often say like, what would our grief look like if we didn't have you guys, or if we didn't have the podcast, you know, it's something that's always on our mind. So yeah, I think finding your grief community, hopefully that's through good morning is an amazing kind of place to be when you are feeling that way. And We want to end this episode with a beautiful, beautiful message for you all. It's from one of our community members um, and it just ties into this topic so nicely. So let's take a listen. Um, This is a message to everyone who is well into their grief. Um, I mean, like a year or so down the line Um, and who people people who don't have people checking in so much anymore and for the people that feel like they can't message someone again explaining how sad and awful they feel because I know how that feels and to the outside world I'm currently working from home I'm sending whatsapps I'm sharing memes I'm having a laugh with my husband on chat I'm doing my emails I'm fixing the dishwasher I'm getting ready to go and pick up my son from daycare um but I'm also in the bathroom crying because I just miss my dad and it's really hard when you feel like you're like so far into your grief now that people have an expectation that you should maybe be a bit better than you are um or no expectation at all because everyone's got their lives to lead and they're not really thinking about you and that's okay. I don't expect everyone to be. Um, so I guess this is more just a message to those who still hurt as much as the day they lost someone they loved. And perhaps you're on your own today. Um, and just don't want to feel like a burden or feel like you haven't really got anyone to talk to. Because I know there's lots of people currently sat in rooms on their own crying for someone that they love. Um, and it's it's hard. So this is a message of love and strength to those who are getting on with their day and on to, to the outside world look like you're having a fantastic time and you're having a laugh and you're doing really well because you are and I'm, I know we all are. The fact that it takes such strength. Um, but I know there's moments when you're really not okay and you kind of want to scream to the world like, I'm not okay, I still hurt. Every day is still a fight. Every day is still a struggle but you feel like maybe you can't say that anymore. So if you feel that, you're not alone. What a raw and powerful reminder. You Mm. know, grief is always with us. And even when we're coping and it looks like we're coping to people on the outside, like it is there. 
Absolutely. And we are so grateful for this community and for everyone who has called in so far to share your confessions and questions. And like this caller, messages of solidarity because it means so much and you know it grief is hard it's so isolating it's so lonely and you know we really want to normalize that years down the line we're still Mm -hmm. grieving you know and even though we may be coping on the outside like they say it's still hard on the inside so we want to know we want to let you guys know that we are all in this shit together (laughs) We are, and you guys are incredible. We thank our lucky stars, aka our mums, yeah. <laughs> for this community and, you know, for all of us to have this safe haven, to be real and raw. And if you ever need to scream that you're not okay, like this caller said, you have a place to do that. Um, we'll link the hotline in our show notes. So if you guys would like to call in, if you have something that you'd like to get off your chest or you have a question. Or you just want to scream. You want to scream. No, for that. <laughs> please don't, please don't call and scream. Um, <laughs> but if you have a message of solidarity as well, you can find the link in the show notes or in our Instagram bio. But as him said, remember, guys, we are in this shit together. You know, we're two years into our loss, him, aren't we? And it yeah. feels fresh as fuck. But we are <laughs> sending you guys lots of love and lots of strength. Thanks, guys. We'll, we'll be back very soon. 